8.48 on the Crosstalk on WIZM. Sometimes things work out just the way you want them to. And that's why I get to welcome uh, our guest, Rick Manning, president of Americans for Limited Government, to talk with us a little bit about, uh, well, I, as I understand it, not a lot going on in uh, this opening day. Pomp and circumstance, parades and confetti. I don't know what happens on this first day since opening testimony doesn't begin till tomorrow. Rick Manning, good morning. Thanks for talking with us. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, I, I, <laughs> so what goes on in Washington, D.C. during what what happened at all during the uh, uh, the House half? What's going to happen during the Senate half of this impeachment trial? Well, they're going to set the rules today. And, um, you know, the Senate, what happened in the Clinton impeachment is the House and or the Senate and majority leader and minority leader were able to agree on a set of rules, and in doing so, they created a you know a model for how how the procedure was going to happen. You know whether or not there'd be witnesses, um, how those witnesses would testify, um, kind of the rules of the road. Because unlike a court proceeding, which have you know two hundred years of established rules of the road, this is not this is not that it is a a trial in name, but the actual people who are making the decision get to ask questions of the of the people who are making the case. They get to decide if they want to hear the testimony and who they want to hear testimony from. from. So in a lot of respects, it's more like a uh, an open grand jury rather than an actual tr- than a trial that we see on Law and Order. And as a reason, with the difference being that the defense gets to make their case, unlike in a grand jury where the prosecution makes their case and then the defense can figure it out later on. So it's a, so it's going to be a, it's really different to watch. And today is critical because they're going to figure out what the rules are. But for most people watching, they're going to, their eyes are going to glaze over and they're going to say, why don't we get on to the fun stuff? Right. Well, and I'm curious. At the end of today, which I, I assume means prior to midnight uh, local time, they will have agreed on rules. Do you anticipate that happening? There, the Republicans and Democrats will agree? No, 51, 51 senators will set the rules, and and the people who don't like the rules will have to follow them. Okay. Um, there won't <laughs> be an agreement. The agreement... Uh, we are not in the same political environment that we were in uh, during the Clinton uh, impeachment. Um, we have sides that are significantly hardened, and as a result, you have uh, Chuck Schumer, who leads the Democrats, um, demanding that uh, the House prosecutors be able to um, dramatically expand the probe um, on the Senate floor. Um, by calling witnesses without having even even interviewed those witnesses, so they you know Schumer wants the Senate to go to court to try to compel and to break executive privilege, White House executive privilege, um, which the House itself wasn't willing to do. So it's a so the House wasn't willing to fight to have the witnesses that they say they need, and now they expect the Senate to fight to allow them to to present those witnesses. So it's a and the Senate's and they're looking at say if you want to present those witnesses, you go and you go and fight the legal battle, and if you want to come you know if you want to come back with a separate article of impeachment that you vote on later on, 
come on back. But for right now, you impeach the president based on the set of facts you have in your hand. That's what we're going to discuss. And then we're going to let the president make his case. And all in all, you'll be done uh, with that by end of Saturday. And then you'll uh, they'll Senate House or Senate questions will be asked on Monday. And quite honestly, you could be having a vote on Tuesday. Right. Well, we've already heard from a number of Republicans that they anticipate this extravaganza will take somewhere in the neighborhood of four to five weeks. Is that also politically motivated to keep senators who are running for office off the campaign trail? It certainly disrupts schedules, um, but I, I don't think that's going to occur. The president's legal team yesterday released, or over the weekend, um, and then the whole brief came out yesterday, um, released a brief that, that essentially uh, stated, you know, this is a this entire thing is, shouldn't is a fraud and it should not have been brought at all and should be summarily rejected by the Senate. And so they, the president is not pushing for a long, drawn-out, uh, you know, trial. What he's pushing for is let's get the facts into, into the public record, and then let's have a vote. And move on. And let's vote to acquit, and let's move on. All right, so here's uh, two scenarios suggested by listeners uh, earlier today when we were talking about this, where uh, Chief Justice might welcome everybody to the room. I'm in charge, but I'm going to be very quiet. I'm going to keep time. Uh, But I was going through this uh, pile of papers, and I was unable to find where the crime is. And since there is no actual crime, bang the gavel, case dismissed. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Have a nice day. He doesn't really have that power. Oh, he doesn't. Um, okay. No, it's a. The Senate would still have to vote. Okay. Uh, the Chief Justice doesn't get to acquit. The Senate. The Senate has to make that decision. Um, what the Senate, What you're going to see from the Chief Justice is he can make rulings, but every single one of his rulings will be challenged, and there will be a vote in the Senate about those rulings. So he is. He is like a mediator. Um, who is, is looking at it from from what the what the rules of the Senate are, and saying, okay, this is this is in play and this is in play and this isn't. So, an example: this is the House, the Democrats, the House managers will ask that witnesses be allowed, and then specifically John Bolton and Mick Mulvaney be allowed to testify and say that that's integral to their case even though those people did not testify before and they were not and the house didn't fight in court to get them to testify but they'll ask the senate to allow them to testify they the chief justice will then rule on that one way or the other say yes or no and then there'll be a vote if the chief justice votes the key thing about chief justice ruling though is if he votes if he rules no under the rules that's not the way it is then it only takes 50 votes to sustain. So the chief justice has the, has the one bit of power he has is that it takes 51 votes. It takes more votes to overturn a chief justice ruling than it does to sustain a chief justice ruling. So that's, the, that's actually the, the power of the chair that the chief justice can exert. All right, and doesn't have the power to uh, to change anything. So it's interesting. Uh, we got to talk more about it. Uh, and of course, uh, the, some of those they might still be arguing the rules when we get back together uh, tomorrow. So we'll we'll uh, talk further. And uh, one of our listeners, I can't remember who I 
read that Jer or somebody suggested, what happens if President Trump is uh, impeached and acquitted and runs for office and wins? The Democrats are angry all over again and impeach him a second time. He's acquitted. He'll be the first president in history to be the president and impeached twice. 